At Amigo Rico, Amigo Pobre podcast, we believe in the power of knowledge, communication, and shared experiences. Our channel is dedicated to fostering healthy financial conversations and equipping individuals with tools to navigate their financial journey. Welcome, everybody, to our episode today. I, I want to know, I want you all to tell us, tell us, we'll start with Eduardo, tell us about, you know, how is it managing tenants? Because as an investor, uh, that's my worst nightmare. Social interactions mm-hmm. and things going wrong in the middle of the night. Yeah. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we just fixed the toilet last night. Got home at 1 a.m. <laughs> but the toilet worked. <laughs> we mended something. We mended something. Okay. Well, what do you want to know? I mean, I we can discuss everything. Um, but we'll never finish. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess if I'm hearing correctly, based on what we were talking about, it a lot of people uh, that want to become investors, and one of the biggest fears is if they're gonna have rentals, is having bad tenants. Yes, which mm-hmm. is a, a reality out there. It really is, and you know, with 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 economy crashing and whatever you hear in the news people getting scared and actual layoffs really happening because these things are happening the risk gets higher as well mm-hmm. so what do you want to know about it well, first step, <laughs> well I, I, I got an idea okay how about you guys tell me before you rented out your home what you were feeling what you were scared of obviously you guys have had a great experience but i'm i'm sure a lot of people want to hear about your fears because they have fears too not just oh it went like it went great mm-hmm. it was effing scary because i was like oh my god there's going to be a stranger in my house and my house is always so clean and what if they don't take care of it or what if they have what if they break something what if what if like what if they don't turn on the um the thing when you shower yeah, yeah and then it causes mildew so like i had like all of the worst case scenarios in my head but um and it and i was so stressed i was so stressed like i'm pretty sure i was losing hair i was going bald and so this is before <laughs> you decided to rent it or as you made the decision to rent it out and move? what when we made the decision to rent it out because we weighed out the pros and cons like what would happen if we sold it and what would happen if we rent it um and the rental benefits far are outweighed the selling because we sat down together and we talked about it um with our <laughs> expert friend in the real estate business um and we were like okay well if we sell it we're gonna get this much but then we're you know what are we gonna do with that and versus if we keep it it's in a prime location in that area we got it at a great price um when we first wanted to refinance it the payments really good and the cash flow would be great mm-hmm. and over time not only will we get cash flow um, our tenants will pay down our mortgage and mm. we'll build equity over the, over the course of time. So then we're like, okay, well, let's do that. But then finding a tenant was absolutely terrifying. It was to me anyway. Mm. What about you? Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is the legal repercussions. Um, I don't want to get sued. So uh, how do I avoid getting sued because something happens to them at the home, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess that's where. Uh, as as an investor, I want to know how I, I can easily protect myself. Let's say I cannot afford afford an attorney. What's the easiest thing I could do? That's one of the questions I want to see if I can get answered today. 
So you still have those doubts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I've yes. learned, but yes. Okay. No, no, that, that's fine. I mean, we're transparent. You know, yeah. it doesn't just go away once you do it. There's, there's always more. And then there's the next yeah. best thing. Oh, the next best thing. Yeah. And what, you're always learning, huh? too. What about you? What were you scared of? Um, the same thing, like just the people not taking care of my house. Um, you, yeah. But now I've learned. I'm like, okay, it's an investment, so I've learned to like kind of take the emotion away, away, yeah, yeah, from it. But that was like the scariest part. And also, I would say like their ability to pay. Yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah. Like the money. You know, I, I thought I thought we were gonna say something about money before, like getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, that's why we're here, so we can all have our our points of views. Because someone will connect with Jose, or someone will connect with Claudia, and um, that's why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. I don't re recall my fears, but I wanted to say kind of my thought process. Um. I, my mind just works differently. I was just like, screw it, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But I'm also very aware that financially it could be a burden. And like I said, I guess, you know, you being married to me, we see it more often than not. So our fears are hair different or a little bit minimized here and greater somewhere else. Uh -huh. But I guess the biggest thing, even though it was minimal for me, was just the financial portion of it. But like again, I understood that it's a risk and it's worth it. So let me just backtrack a little bit and tell everybody, our viewers, and you guys kind of what I think. Number one, if you're considering having a home and renting it out, the number one thing to do, or the first, let me just call it the first thing you need to do, is deciding whether it's for you or not. Okay. You mentioned it really perfectly. I mean, you, you weighed pros and cons. It's no secret that real estate is a great investment, right? But if it's not for you, you don't want to do it, then absolutely don't, don't do anything you don't want to do just because everyone thinks it's cool. Uh, so that's definitely number one. The biggest things to decide is, um, you know, does it make sense financially? You know, understanding the risk. Like I said, all it takes is for one tenant to leave your house. You're still stuck with the mortgage. And the turnaround time, typically two months, what we kind of predict. But in a, a slower market, it might be three months, four months. You know, if they, the, the minute you move out, getting it rent ready, painting it, cleaning it, marketing it, it can take two times. So do you have that amount of savings that probably you didn't think of? You thought, oh, it's going to pay for itself. But no, that's why most lending institutions ask you for reserves. So you're going to have like between three and six months per house. So your personal property and your investment property of savings, three months worth to six months worth each. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, which is smart. I mean, they're, they're the ones taking the risk on you. You're taking the risk yourself. Mm -hmm. so deciding if it's for you. And then sometimes you may want to and you might have the money, but then we have the credit issues. But that's another, that's the financing portion of it. The second thing you should be very aware of is what Claudia said. Just separate yourself from that feeling, especially if it was your primary at one point. We built our home mm -hmm. from scratch, literally, and we loved it. We made it ours. We started our family there, basically. Um, we got our dog. We didn't have any babies there, but we got a mm -hmm. dog there. And 
we had so many memories we have so many memories and the tenants that came just tore it up and it was constant 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 and it was sad um it was a learning experience for me i'll say that because i I hadn't done that you know Mm -hmm. The only investment property at the time we bought, we bought it as an investment property. There was never any emotional attachment. Like, eh, do whatever you want to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, pay on time. So, yeah, n- number two is, um, you know, separating yourself from emotions. I think, obviously, once we get more advanced, and, and I want to touch on this later, make a note. Uh, once we get more advanced, we'll, we'll figure out that we don't have to be the ones that go and manage the property. We don't have to be the ones that go and repair the, the toilet. We don't have to be involved at all. There's management companies. Mm-hmm. But starting out, a lot of people will start out by themselves with their own extra time. And, and that, I think it's a great way to start. Yeah. Um, oh, and I want to point out, too, yes. that it's one of the things that I hear most people uh, complain about or that kind of like makes them steer away from investing not having people that they know can fix toilets and stuff because they're like i don't know how to fix it so then they don't like make the jump oh thank you for sharing that i this is for you people that do know me (laughs) so a lot of people that see where i am now and they they say that type of stuff like well you have people and you already know contractors and maybe i look brown enough to where like oh you can probably fix it yourself (laughs) yes even i get that and the reality is we didn't we didn't we didn't know a damn person lee company (laughs) (laughs) i mean not sponsored but you know we know we can call a number we can look up someone no that that's what we did you know we go back to our talks about building your your network you know having someone you like and trust to help you with your projects we didn't have it and if we were to wait till we had someone that we trusted that was gonna we would have never made the job yeah yeah probably i mean i mean that's how you're forced to build those relationships as you're learning yeah yeah you're that's because how else are you going to build them if you don't have like i don't know any good property managers well do you have any properties that you sent to property managers no (laughs) Like, you know, yeah. you know what though? When considering when we were doing the jump, I don't think we discussed property management. Uh, now we know about it, right? As our learning, a part mm-hmm. of our learning journey. But when we first started, uh, they didn't. I, I was like you mentioned. I don't know a plumber. I don't know a contractor. I don't. So I was thinking of looking for individual people mm-hmm. instead of a source or like a management company that can take care of that for us. Well, and then you have to vet the management company. We hired a management company for our home because I I wanted to separate myself from it. We had the worst experience ever. Now we have our own property management company ourselves. Mm -hmm. So hire us for for service. Um, (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm off track now. No, that was a great point. No, that was a great point. I'm so glad you brought it up. um, proceed. I don't. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned separate separate emotions. That's step two. And, uh, so step one, you know, see if it's free. Does it make sense financially? Mm-hmm. Step two, you know, does it separate emotions from it? Mm-hmm. And that's where you uh, made the plug. You know, like you don't have to be the one doing this. More advanced on, we can do property management. What does mm-hmm. that look like? How to vet those? Um, but speaking on the vetting part, uh, like, how do I know? If if the person that I'm talking to 
or is going to live in essentially our, what used to be our home. Let's say we're having a hard time separating our emotions from it. Mm. How do we know they're going to be the right people? How do we essentially prepare ourselves to okay. deal with that? So for sake of today's podcast, we're going to pretend we're doing it ourselves. So mm-hmm. people right out there that are wanting to start and just bought a property or buying their second property and going to rent it out. This is kind of for you guys. No property management yet. Okay. Uh-huh. Not the greatest advice. Maybe look into that also. But <laughs> let's say we're doing it ourselves. Okay. The cold, harsh truth is there's no way to know. You know, mm-hmm. they can come in, they can have perfect credit, they can have a high income, they can be the perfect tenant, and their life situation changes, and all of a sudden you're caught in the middle. But with that said, here are some steps that you can take. You know, number one, we pull their credit, make sure they have their credit um, where they needs to be. And I don't, I necessarily don't care so much about them being top tier but as long as they don't have if they have an eviction you know six months ago red flag (laughs) you know if they don't pay their bills you know one thing is like medical bills can hurt somebody's credit unforeseen situations i mean it happens but i primarily focus on any evictions or judgments that they may have because if they can't pay essentials how are they going to pay me you know and um, that's number one. Number two, I would say this one's kind of secret and we kind of learned it. If they come at you with a story that's so believable and heart felt like makes you want to cry, stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody that gave me this story. This gentleman started to cry to me on, on the phone and basically convinced me to let him yeah. move in. And looking back at it now, I'm like, they were professionals. They knew what they were doing. They had no intention of ever paying. They stayed in the house for, I think, four months for free before we got them evicted. And um, it was And it sad. was hard. It was really sad. And it was hard. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, initially, I'm like, oh, my God, this head of household, this man of the house is crying. Mm-hmm. Like, they must be, they must really need the help. And, and I did stupidly because you know you have a good heart um yeah so don't have a good heart but <laughs> no <laughs> you can have a good heart but just be smart about yeah, be it smart about it i would say for that instance if they don't have the deposit plus the first month rent i think that would be a big red flag yeah, if they don't have the money because he front. didn't have it and he was crying like well, give me more time and mm-hmm. yeah we, we were we and, structured it yeah. out to where it made sense financially but the reality is if he can't afford it, he can't afford he it. He can't afford it. One thing that I will recommend that ha- works for me to make decisions based on emotion is to pause and revisit later. That way, because I tend to uh, accept things right on, on like on the spot, right on the spot, mm-hmm. which without thinking about it, it's where the emotion kind of drives in. And I know that something that works for me is I take, I understand that I need to take the moment to pause, reflect on it and answer back. So my, usually I'm, I've trained myself to be like, uh, you know, let's let's talk about it later. Right at this moment, I don't want to commit to anything. And I've said that enough times out loud, where now I can do it without agreeing to anything or denying anything, because it can work both ways. Uh-huh. Uh, that's something that I would recommend in case you have a person like me who's very emotionally attached to. I like so- stories like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat. 
to calm myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's discuss this over dinner. <laughs> yeah. Go for a walk, have a good snack, revisit it so that I can like, you know, control my emotions. Yeah, process it. it. Yeah. With a good meal. Oh. And that, that, I think that's a fear of mine, the eviction process. Because it is, again, it goes back to it. Now it becomes like a legal matter. You have to be very careful, and um, I hope we never have to deal with that. But I'm assuming it's something that eventually you got to be ready when it happens, yeah. not if it happens. And if yeah. your portfolio gets large enough, I mean, that will happen. Well, here's the thing. You know, one of the riskiest things, and this is going to scare some people. So it's risky when you're barely starting out because you only have one property or two, you know, and then you have one that's, you have tenants there that are not paying for three to four months. I mean, it's going to drain your resources, you know? So it is, that's why you're a risk taker and an investor. You know, you take risks to make, you know, yeah. better outcome for yourself and your family. Um, so I would say, you know, start buying more property, more property, because eventually you'll have 20 properties. Two of them aren't paying. Okay. You're relatively okay. You still don't want them there. Right. Uh -huh. um, but Luckily, you know, there, like you said, there's a process. As long as you don't go and try to be Superman and try to kick them out yourself, you'll be fine. You know, um, here's some, some tips on how to get rid of them. Number one is called cash for keys. Have you ever heard yeah. that term? Mm -hmm. So basically, and we had someone that just did that in our, in, in our property management company where they called me. I wasn't representing them. They called me and they said, hey, this is the problem I'm having. And I said, okay, cool, hire me. You won't have that problem in the future. I'll be in charge, blah, blah, blah. But for now, you need to get rid of them. And they, the cops kept getting called. This was a really horrible situation. But um, I'll just go to the, to, to the key of this, which I told her, hey, go knock on the door and say, hey, I have this amount of cash for you. The second you leave, I'll give you the, the money. Cash for keys. Mm -hmm. okay. So that's, that's what happened. And, and we've personally used that. I can only think of one time, but we've we've done that before, where we pay people to get out of the house. Hey, you don't pay me. I'll give you two months, and I'll give you two grand. Just leave, because the the was cheaper when you consider you know long term long term yeah. you know because you're still paying your mortgage. They're still not paying you. The damages you know increase the more they're there. Typically, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So on the one eviction we did, they stayed there. We went over and we tried all kinds of um, incentives to get them to get out. Finally, the sheriff went, gave them their court date. They went to court. They said they had to get out. And you bear in mind, this takes time. Then the next time the sheriff went and said, hey, you have to be out by a certain date. Then that day came and they, they still had the audacity to call the owner and say, hey, can we stay another week? Like... <laughs> how like how do you justify that and i guess i will share that part of that uh, here with you guys because it was sad so it's uh husband and wife two kids and it was a baby i mean the little girl had to be like two max she was just crying the whole time the sheriff was there and the crew that we hired to get all the furniture out was there just taking everything outside of the house outside hand packed damn thing like we basically put everything outside everything outside and the little girl crying 
the husband and wife were just complete assholes. Like they were mad that we're taking our property back. Like I, I don't understand that part. I'll probably never understand why they. Yeah. They have. It's, they get mad. Like yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get their mindset. We did not put them in that situation. They put themselves, themselves and their little daughter in that situation. And to top it off, as we're cleaning, because basically we're cleaning. There's so much trash in the house. There's boxes and boxes and boxes of liquor. I'm like, all those boxes could have paid for one month's worth of fridge. <laughs> they had the money, you know, when they came. Here's another thing about betting. They came. They showed me their income statements. They showed me just stuff that I do to bet them. And they qualified on paper. There was never an issue of you can't pay. They just decided not to pay. And even the court date, sorry, I skipped a part. So when they had their court date, they came in there and said something that I didn't even know. Like about, they had some vouchers that we agreed to accept to get paid from HUD, which is the government, which we never did. But they knew that was going to delay the process another month. Like they worked the system. They yeah. knew what they were doing. In my opinion, they could literally do that two or three times a year and never pay rent. Yeah. That's all I have to do it. Two or three times, that's a full year's worth mm-hmm. of free yeah. housing. But that's worst case scenario, right? Yes. So yeah. Don't yeah. Be scared. <laughs> right. Don't be scared. Most of the time it works out. You will get those ten o'clock like yeah. something broke, you need to come and fix it right now. Yeah, right? that's typical. typical. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we've had a lot of tenants that were just wonderful. Yeah. Like this family, when they found out I was pregnant with the first child, I bought us a huge gift and oh, like yeah. called us over. Yeah. So you get really good people too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's important too. So yeah. if, if I if I have to kind of recap what you're just saying is um just knowing that having tenants it's not passive mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it yourself. And even with a property manager, it's not hundred percent passive. There are some decisions that still fall on you as an owner. Um, weigh out your pros and cons. Do you want to do this right? And then, do you have reserves for not if, but when <laughs> something happens? Um, your tenants will be very quick to let you know. Mm. Right? It is at the end of the day your responsibility to get this done. And the betting, it's a risk. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it'll be okay, but mm. there will be the maybe. Hopefully not. It may be yeah. an addiction. No, yeah. I, I, like I said, and the thing, I think this is where we, we started initially. Things you can do is just run their credit. Credit mm-hmm. is a yeah. big indicator of where they're at. Listen to a situation. You know, if you, in your case, somebody was moving to Tennessee. They wanted a place to live. I think they had a job nearby or something. It just worked out for them. It made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, versus someone to come and tell you some sob story. You know, you decide. Um, then check their income statements, you know, or, you know, their pay stubs. Check, verify their employment. Oh, make I sure. forgot. You're forgetting one, too. Sorry. Which one? Sorry. References. references. Oh, references are huge. Yes. So huge, huge. Credit. Credit. Income. Conversation with them. Income, job, and mm-hmm. references. References. Yes. Because you can actually, you have called, like, old landlords. Yep. We, yeah. we called previous addresses. We call, we actually called their job just to hear from their managers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we call their references, you know, if they leave their brother, their mom and their uncle, chances are they're going to speak very highly of yeah. them. <laughs> you know, they're not going to put their bad references, but, but call, you know, and check. 
mm-hmm. you know you'll get you, you'll get the experience where you know what they're saying you know between the lines you know yeah. the, the employer's like yeah he's been working here for a while mm-hmm. he gets paid good like that's it okay but if you call last last one i called her like oh he's great person he has a wonderful family he never misses work he's a really hard worker he's one of my best like okay that's that's it the problem like i said is one they'll give you the references of who they know will speak highly of them yes and two if you call a landlord and this is there's no like code of ethics between landlords you know that everyone just owns their home and so if you call the landlord, landlord just trying to get rid of him, he'll tell you the most wonderful story just so you can take <laughs> over, right? Yeah. So it's a possibility. Yeah. And that's why we're just sharing stuff. Don't get scared. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's all these other things we check too, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, then you'll decide. At the end of the day, you'll decide. You know, sometimes we have really good ones. I've had property owners in a property management company where they just don't want a certain person for whatever reason. And it's their right, their home. They don't yeah. want it. So... Just like no pets, you can yeah, decide you can that too. No pets. You can say pets or no pets. Do you use a contract? Like, is there a contract? I know there's a con- we we use a contract currently, but the contract does that does that language or verbiage stated there as far as pets, painting, managing the managing the property, whose responsibilities it is what? Because I know that's the big thing that I rely on for guidance. Yeah, I mean, yes, in short, yes, it's most of it is there. Very typical stuff. Pets, no pets, you know, occupancy. You don't want someone to go there and start renting out rooms to somebody else. Or you may want to. I don't know. <laughs> um, one of the key ones that we use might be a tip. We put a five-day uh, late fee. So it's not 15 days for us. And I'm sure to tell it, underwrite, uh, underline it, and have them, like, initial next to it. Like, hey. You pay after five days, five days, there's a late fee. Like not 10 days, not 15 days, five days. And it's more for me, like a question just to gauge where they're at. If they're like, oh no, that's unreasonable. It's already an indicator that they might not be super open to that idea. Now, we've waived late fees all the time. We've, we've yeah. done stuff to make their life easier and our life easier. But at the same time, like I said, it's more for me. Like, show them a contract and underline it and see their reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, if they pay late after five days, then, yeah, you have every right to charge a late fee. But, um, yeah, that's, I, I guess I want to call that a tip. What, what would you call it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very good tip. Uh, listening to podcasts, obviously, uh, for many of you who are, are listening or watching this, a Bigger Pockets will come to mind. One of the episodes I listened to, this guy from uh, Tennessee, he had something similar where uh, after a certain time, I forgot the, the date, but I'm going to use the same example, five days, he initiates the, uh, what's it called, the uh, removal process as a like Indic- an indicator of like you, you're late therefore we're starting the the process because there was no communication that they were going to be late so that's interesting that you use that because it, it, you're right it may, may as well be a good indicator of what's to come mm-hmm. yeah well and like th- that's a great one mine is kind of up front before they sign before they yeah like a screening yeah yeah because yeah, someone called me mean ones for doing that i'm like well, good thing you're not renting this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's a very good tip. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't want to scare anybody. You know, no, but yeah. since what 2014 till 2022, we've never had any issues. We've. I honestly it thought it was a lot easier than. Yeah. Than, than not. I mean, all I did is, rent it out. And wait for the money. <laughs> yes. You know, we had a few things happen, but nothing out of the ordinary up yeah. until that yeah. eviction. I mean, just the normal stuff like replacing dishwashers, mm-hmm. repainting. The typical stuff. Yeah, typical so stuff. let's touch base a little bit on on building your team. Let's say you don't have somebody. Mm-hmm. I guess in short, start hiring. And eventually you, you'll, you'll, you'll find who like, you like, who you yeah. don't like. And as your business grows, you get more properties. You you'll have to hire other people, and then just try them out. And the um, process seems the same. If you're hiring, you're vetting your team as well. You want to ask for references, job experience, and uh, call those people as well to see if they how well they've done in their portfolio that they're able to take care of yours. Yeah, I mean uh-huh. that that's that's a I think a you know you skip yourself tons of trouble by asking other landlords, mm-hmm. going to networking meetings, and saying, hey, who do you use? Even property management companies, you can call them and say, hey, who do you use? Uh, my portfolio is not big enough yet. In the future, maybe I'd love to hire you, but for now, can you give me some guidance on this? Mm-hmm. And if it's a property management company that is willing to help, they might be worth a shot to call them later and actually give them your business, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that there's people out there that really want to help and they'll, they'll help you. It's just don't be scared. Like I said, listen to podcasts like this. Listen to peers that are in the business. Don't listen to those people that always have advice that have never done it. <laughs> yes. And I think that'll, you know, once you get over your fear, that'll help you get over your fear. But once you get over your fear, it, it'll just kind of make more sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, those, you know, the examples might be nightmare scenarios, nightmare stories, but you also pointed out how we can prepare ourselves like we're looking out for red flags in a way where we take emotion out of it. Um, well, I wanted to ask, and maybe that can be like a follow-up for a different topic. It's how do you prepare as, as a landlord financially for tenants, maintenance, and maybe even a management company if we're starting out? Your reserves. The reserves, like what does that mm-hmm. look like? And that can be a different, separate topic. Yeah, so I think they call it CapEx. So it's... Um... Basically, you add the expenditures to it. You know, you predict how long it's going to be before you're going to need a new roof, a new HVAC, a new water heater, just the big things. Mm-hmm. In short, because I don't want people to start, oh, let's find this sheet, or oh, let's find this underwriting sheet, or oh, let's figure out the calculations. Oh my God, what percentage did they say? Here's the deal save six months worth of your, um, your mortgage payment. Uh-huh. Do save it and keep it. And we'll just call that your reserves. Because that's how we started. That's mm-hmm. what we did. It's not the most specific math. If you want to, definitely Google it, figure it out. But I think that's a safe spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Six months worth, it'll give you enough money for the turnaround. And you should have the deposit if you need it. But oftentimes, it's just not enough. You'll have the reserves there. And when actual repairs come, it won't affect your impact, your personal finances hard because you have the reserves. So my advice, so you don't have to learn all these new formulas, save six months worth. That's another great tip, actually, Mm -hmm. because it it simplifies it for me. It took a lot of the anxiety of having to prepare for 
uh, a bunch of things that just popped into my head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't don't make it harder than it is. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's a great point because it is. I mean, tons of people are like, "Oh my God, how much is a roof? I don't know how much a roof is." A buttload. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how much a water heater is. What if the plumbing breaks? Like, you don't know if it's going to be a little leak or your whole house is going to flood. Yeah. You can never have too much money saved, but to remove that anxiety and to not add more tasks on figuring out how much money you need, six months worth. Yeah. And and you can do it. Start off with the three months, mm-hmm. and, then and then from the money you're up. that you're receiving, build it up. Don't just pay it on to the mortgage. That's a different strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think that's that's that was a really interesting topic. Thank uh-huh. you guys for bringing it bringing it up. Tenants yeah. can be really scary and like steer people away mm-hmm. well, from it's from, from but, investing. From investing, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't have to be scary. You take control of it as much as you can. There's a lot of things. Yeah. And be so. open not to it not working out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always. I mean, no. Yeah. Be aware that it's a risk. It yeah. is a yeah. risk. It's You're a taking risk. a risk. Remember high that. Risk, what do you say? Reward. Yeah. High risk, high reward. That's the way you always put it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's no risk, no reward. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for being here. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.